spend some time in prayer about your own work and discern what God's asking, you know, what, what's his will in, our, in your labor and take that prayer and take time to pray for the people who are looking for work, yeah. um, people who want to, dis- who have a desire to experience the dignity of work, uh, you know, and to be able to provide for themselves and for their families. I know unemployment has been a struggle for many yeah. in this season, um, really this whole year. Right. I think it's been a challenge for a lot of people. So take some time to discern what's God asking you in your own labor, but also to pray for those who, who are seeking an opportunity for employment as well. This is a great time to do that. Does your bank make you feel like you belong there? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you are a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community, providing you with an opportunity to align your banking with your Catholic identity. You receive all the products and services you need to manage your money, and your membership helps support Catholic schools, parishes, and organizations. It's time to put your money where your faith is. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started today. Service, Community, Catholic. Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Federally insured by the NCUA. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave that Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm your other co-host, Rocky McCormick. Take a break, put away the to-do list, kick up your feet, and join us as we laugh, talk, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. Happy Labor Day weekend! Yay! It's like that first break when school has started. Yes. It's like I, sometimes starts, it's frustrating. It is, because you've like had a couple days and then you're like, oh wait! And then we have to like break. rebuild the whole routine all over I again know. after a long weekend. I know. And mm. I know this isn't the purpose of the holiday, but my mind went to laboring during childbirth. Also because I was born on Labor Day. <laughs> Your birthday Way is back in the day here. when it used to be actually a date and not the first Monday yes. of September. Yes. Yeah. It is here. Happy so, birthday and happy thanks. Labor Day. Thanks. I only labored with one of mine. My mom didn't labor at all. I was a scheduled C-section. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. How long were your labors? Oh, they were long. Yeah, my first one was long. So my oldest, uh, my water broke at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I labored for 17 hours. Okay, never mind. Mine was not long. And then I had a C-section. Yeah. I labored then, for like 12 or 13 and then had a C-section. Yeah, that was my second one. It was 12 or 13. And my third one was about seven hours and then a C-section. And then my daughter, my fourth one, I don't remember how long I labored with her. I feel like it was shorter. I feel like it was only like five hours with her and then yeah. also a C-section. So it was really fun. Oh my fun. goodness. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I am one of those rare people who has had the joy of have, having experienced labor four times yeah. and still yeah. had a C-section four times. Yes. Oh gosh. That's shocking to me. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my husband likes to brag about my high tolerance for pain. <laughs> I don't think that's something we brag about. I think that's something he should fear. Right. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Maybe not wise to be bragging. Yeah, so labor's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all you moms out there can relate. Absolutely. Tim was terrified, not of my labor, but with our first when we were in the delivery room. Um, I was laboring, but then someone was actively delivering. <gasps> and so the primordial scream of that last push, oh. which to me was like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're right. pushing, you know. Yes. Pushing a human being out of our body. We will scream however we want. Right. And it scarred him for life. <laughs> Not so much them wa- breaking my water or rushing me into an emergent near emergency C section, but that scream. 
Wow. Still haunts him. Okay. I'm like, you understand if I didn't have a C-section, I would scream as loud as I wanted for as long as I wanted, right? <laughs> Just so we're clear. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, so okay. this is really not about childbirth. No. <laughs> at all. But we are um, at the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, and we have some really beautiful passages. And um, I believe one of them, Nicole, is a scripture passage that you might actually know by heart. Yes. Yes, indeed. So if we recall back to like way early in in the podcast episodes, we talked about how we have trouble memorizing. Specifically how Nicole is terrible. (laughs) I didn't want to throw you under the bus. (laughs) Let's, Let's be real honest here. It's Nicole who's not good at memorizing like numbers. And and verses, sure. verses and chapters of things. I'm also really bad at remembering like years related to like history. Mm. Like I can tell oh, yeah. you what happened in history, but, but I not, couldn't tell yeah. you like the actual year. Um, I'm kind of bad at birthdays too, to be totally honest. It's like, numbers are just not my jam. I'm bad at birthdays every time I go to the doctor's office and they're like date of birth. I'm like, yes, which child? Oh, I what am year? really bad at that. I'm not so great at math. One time, my husband convinced me I was a year older than I really was on my birthday. And see, this is where the fear should kick in that you have a high tolerance for pain. <laughs> but I don't remember numbers. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So Romans 12. Chapter, chapter Romans 12. 12 yes. Chapter 12, two. verses 1 and 2. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed by this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And what is the will of God? What is good and pleasing and perfect? Almost 100%. I know. So I'm so proud close. of myself. <laughs> <laughs> is awesome. Now, why do you like these so much? It's a mantra, if you will. Okay. Um, it's it's one of the things that I pray to be um, and to live in words that are really meaningful to me. I've always loved the way St. Paul writes. Um, I, I like to think mm-hmm. that maybe I write a little bit like him when I do write. <laughs> but obviously, that's just, you know me trying to make myself feel better. Um, But I think I really first connected to this, these two verses in a really difficult time in my life when it resonated with me that it's our very selves who make that sacrifice. We are the sacrifice that's holy and pleasing to God. Mm -hmm. And, And we are holy and pleasing to God when we give of ourselves in whatever condition we, right. we make that offering. Right. We can be broken and exhausted and stressed. We can bring all of our labor to him mm-hmm. and say, like, this is as good as I have. Absolutely. But I'm giving it to you. Right. Right. And so on this Labor Day weekend, I think that that's a really good thing to talk about, how our labor and our sacrifice are not limited to our employment. It's not what we do for work in that sense, or even like to manual labor, or like the physical things that we do, but to the work we do in being transformed and discerning the will of God in our lives, of so making our whole lives an offering. You know, I talk about this with, with my kids and with my students, like when we're talking about the offertory at mass, you know, it's tempting to just think that it's about the bread and wine that we take to become the body and blood or the collection basket that gets taken up there. But in that moment, it is a collective action in that moment, we are all making an offering of ourselves completely, body, mind, and soul to God. You know, in a culture that especially puts a lot of emphasis on what we do to define who we are, I think it's just a beautiful contrast that our faith offers us to say it's who we are that we're offering. Yes. And not anything that we do. Yes. Yes. That's that's a really wonderful way of putting it. And I think the experience of 
of work is mm-hmm. important, right? There's dignity in what we do Absolutely. and there's dignity in our labors. But but whatever labor we produce or don't produce yeah. is fully welcomed as a gift to yes. the Lord. And should be done as a gift to the Lord. Yes. Do everything as though it is a gift unto the yes. Lord, right? Yeah. Yes. And so, so there's a variety of different labors just in, in the coming and going of our days. Yes. Let's talk Sometimes about Sometimes getting labor. out of bed is labor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the first one that comes to mind, especially with our audience here, and that's mm-hmm. the labors of parenthood. Not just talking about in the delivery Not room. Not the delivery room, but just mm-hmm. like the labor, the everyday mm-hmm. work of being a parent. And that is a job, right? Mm-hmm. It's a full-time one. It's a full-time job. Yeah, I always, um, little pet peeves that bother Rocky. You know, when, when um, it always bothers me when someone is like, oh, they're going to go home so they can, you know, raise their children. I'm like, it doesn't matter if they're at, in the workplace or not. They're always raising their you children. You still have to raise your children right? even like, if you work outside You're still your a full-time mom. <laughs> there is nothing you do that makes you not a full-time mom. You are still a full-time mom. Yes. <laughs> or dad. Yes. And I think there is a significant amount of not only physical labor, but like yes. psychological, emotional, emotional yes. labor that's involved with the idea of like, how am I doing this? Am I doing this right? Am right. I doing this well? And how much therapy are my kids going to need at the end of the day? <laughs> and that's just the practical side of things, right. because from the from the the Christian Catholic side of things, then it's like, have I truly discerned God's will for my family sure. in the way that I'm raising my children? Will my children know God? Yes. Yeah, in their lives, you know. Yes. Harkening back to the last episode, mm-hmm. how do we keep them in relationship with God? And like we've talked about, the mental load that we carry as parents of like remembering all the doctor's appointments mm, and, the and the after dates. school activities and birth dates, which right. is not my no. strength at all whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many tiny things that we are constantly remembering just to kind yeah. of keep the household moving. Right. Um, that did we buy laundry detergent? Yeah. Yeah. And I just think this is a, this is a good time for us to number one, be thankful that we were given the gift to labor in this way. Yes. Because most certainly it's a gift. Um, but also to to know mm-hmm. and acknowledge that these small they might feel small these these little things that we do right. are are so uh, important in raising our families and that the Lord welcomely welcomes all of those gifts right and nothing goes unnoticed I think that's the other thing nothing goes yes. unnoticed by Him mm-hmm. right? He notices He notices every small effort every little emotion that we feel the frustration or the joy that we take in our children it all it all matters to him mm-hmm. and so none of it goes unnoticed and there are many more labors of parenthood too that we don't need to <laughs> expound upon <laughs> right i thought that's what this whole podcast was about well it so, is yeah. it we'll is. talk about some more of those next week right <laughs> <laughs> but i think to like to to understand that it's a privilege to raise our children and, and to be able to, if we're offering it to God, you know, like, is it, is it Francis of Rome or St. Teresa of Calcutta? I'm going to forget which one. No, Francis of it Rome. Francis is the, of Rome. About leaving the altar for your home. But uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta, I think, has the one that we wash the dish. Mm-hmm. Not because it needs washing, but because we love the person who will use it next. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there is that tendency to sometimes get really bogged down by the day to day. I know I have that tendency to be like, oh my gosh, I have to make another dinner or I got to pick up more socks that they left all over the floor. But if we are viewing that as an opportunity to serve and to offer ourselves. Sure. I think that sometimes we'll, we'll change that negativity into something that can be more positive. Sure. While they still should pick up their socks. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That in picking up the sock, we're not just picking up after our children, but we're serving the Lord. 
We're offering it to the Lord. Mm, Yes. Yes. Because there are his children in our home. And then let's talk about work for a second here. Yeah. Actual employment. employment. Yeah. So for us working parents, we all know that what we do for a living is has a direct impact on the labors of parenthood. Of course. (laughs) And on the welfare of our family. Yes. If anything, it makes it a little bit more complicated, a little bit more challenging. But I mean, we we do that because we want to provide for our families. And if you had a job before you had children and you stay in said job after you have children, you know how drastically different it is. Right. (laughs) Once there are children in your home to be able to do that work, right? Like it just intensifies all the challenges related to being a paid employee. Absolutely. Yes. And what a gift it is when you have an employer that recognizes that your first attention has to go to that family. Yes. But I think that's an ongoing struggle and a labor in itself for Mm -hmm. us when we work is trying to establish and protect a boundary between what we do at work and what we do at home. I think that is an ongoing struggle for most families. Of course. Um, Just like it could be like a school life boundary or a sports life boundary. I think there's always going to be this um, kind of like internal vibe of like, oh, we'll just do do the thing, right? We've talked about that before. But sometimes there needs to be kind of a, a very intentional effort of saying, but this is this is the best that we can manage right now and this mm-hmm. will be our gift and this this is enough. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And again, in a very, um, oh, what's the word? Not production heavy, but in a very results heavy where you're being judged by what you produce. Yeah. World. That is sometimes a very difficult discernment. Sure. We, we do place a lot of value on like who's getting results, right? yeah. like who's doing the implementation, if you right. will, of the right. thing. And I think when we look at it from the spiritual, like if we can twist that to the, the spiritual side of things, we do need to look at where the fruit is mm-hmm. and what fruit is that bearing for your family? Yeah. What fruit is that bearing for your workplace? When you are at work, are you giving your 100%? Mm-hmm. And then when you're home, can you put that aside so that you can give your 100%? I think that is a struggle for a lot of us. Like even oh, when we get home at the end of the day, we Lots might still have work yeah. running through our head, right? Yeah. And and we're not saying that you should have some magical switch that you just turn it off and stop thinking about it. But I think there, I think we can try to be intentional about how long we allow ourselves that mental labor, right? Before we start focusing on what's you know present at that moment. Yeah. Or maybe it's recognizing and learning ourselves well enough to know how much time do we need when we get home for that transition. Yeah. Right? Like not to know that you can't bombard mom or dad when they walk right in the door. Yes. For all the things that you have needed all day. Sure. That maybe they need that 15 or 20 minutes to decompress, to maybe get out of their work clothes and put on the PJs Mm -hmm. and almost physically change who like where they are and where their focus is yeah so i don't think i've ever mentioned this on this podcast before but we kind of have a coming home from work routine in our house okay where um i'm usually home before dad Mm -hmm. um but sometimes he beats me home but either way when we get in the house um Russ is usually he he's very like task oriented he's very routine driven Mm -hmm. so he immediately wants to like get a few things prepped for the next day. So okay. like he likes to load the dishwasher because everyone else in the house does it wrong. Of course. I think he mentioned that when he was here he in did. June. Yes. Um so he comes home he You're immediately a dishwasher wants he to then, load the, yeah. the term. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I'm terrible at loading the dishwasher. So he, when he gets home, he immediately wants to load the dishwasher and clear out the sink and prep his coffee pot to turn on in the morning for him because he wakes yes. up very early when it's still dark outside at zero dark 30. Yeah. And then he will go change his clothes. And so I will usually go with him at that point and we will both change our clothes and we will stay in the bedroom with the door closed and have like 10 minutes to just discuss any important things that happen throughout the sure. day, like review anything that we need to know about the next day and just like reconnect. Like we'll try to get in like a 30 second to one minute hug in there at some point. <laughs> and like the kids know, right. Do, do not, not enter disturb. this room. Right. Mom and dad are having an important conversation. Go away. <laughs> and then usually after about 10 minutes or so, one of them will knock or yeah. like the dog has learned how to open the door. Oh my gosh. So we'll get, to, but, but we oh, get geez. 10 minutes of like quiet one-on-one -on -one time to just like reconnect. Yeah. Like totally let go of all the work things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes one or both of us has to vent about work for a second. Of course. Right? Like, oh, and then this thing happened. And then this person did this thing. Right? Yeah. Let it all out. And then when we open the door. Yeah. And now it's family time. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think knowing that that's what you need. Yeah. Is half the battle. Yeah. Set it up as a routine. Make it right. part of your day if you need to. And I think that goes for any of you, even if you don't work outside the home, like just oh, being able to transition from whatever the task was to yeah. family time when mm -hmm. it's time for that is very important. Um, and then like, I think the the last thing we always ask is like, how do we do this for our kids? Like, how do we, how do we model this or how do we help our kids yeah. do that? Right. But going back to also like the task oriented things, I think um, creating an order is so important. Right, like there are books out there too, like, you know, looking at like the Benedictine way of life or creating an order, a rule of motherhood. Yeah. Things like that. And you don't have to be so prescriptive in that, but there is a real value in sitting down and talking about kind of what is the ascendancy of the priorities mm -hmm. for our family and how do we achieve that? What is the rule of life in our home? Yeah. Yeah. And there's absolutely. value to that. And I think for little kids, it's great because you can, you, you all know if you have parent, if you're a parent of, of a toddler, you know how much they love helping around the house already. They love yes. to help with the laundry. They love to help wash the table off. They love to help vacuum or sweep or feed the pets or mm -hmm. brush the cat, whatever. Very zealously. They love it. Overzealously. Overzealous in so many ways. They don't care if they knock all the laundry down as long as they get to fold that one washcloth. So that's just pointing again to like, number one, the dignity of work. Yeah. That we all love to be able to participate in that mm -hmm. in some way. But I think helping them... Um, find ways that they can contribute in a meaningful way yeah. and, and honoring it and, and giving them some praise too. Like, thank you for contributing to our house. Thank you for being part of that. Um, and, and I appreciate that you were able to, to like be part of this rhythm in our home. Right. And we talk a lot about that in our house, mostly because kids don't want to do the chores without being paid. <laughs> and so then we talk about how we do all the things in the house without getting paid for it. No, but, you know, talking about there are certain chores that are extra and that, yes, we'll consider an allowance for. But these basic day-to-day -day things are your contribution to the ongoing function of our house. Yeah. So wiping down the table is just a f ongoing contribution to the functioning of this house. Mm-hmm. And as a member of this family, that is what we do. You set the table, you wipe the table, you sweep the floor. One of you can wash windows at some point, maybe. Yes. We'll see. But I think shifting to that mindset of our work not always being about making money, that some of it is just a contribution to humanity. Right. And it's in service to humanity, your right. family, your home, and your church. Ultimately to God. Yes. Like, this is your offering. Yes. What you do, who you are, it's an offering. Um, 
And so there is, to a certain extent, that innate desire to do the work, but then they do reach that age where they're looking for the reward (laughs) for the work that they have done as well. I think that's hard, though, because, you know, what we really want them to get to is like, your work is valuable. So you want to reward them for it in some way. Absolutely. But you also want them to think about their work as an offering or a prayer. So there is a little bit of a balance to be struck there. I could see that. Sure. And so then the dinner conversations turn to like Rerum Novarum or, you know, Dorothy Day (laughs) (laughs) and talking about justice and the rights of workers and the dignity of, no, not really. (laughs) But but truly, if you wanted to get into that. That's a good topic for dinner theology at my house sometime. It is though. Like seriously, this is why we talk about the rights of workers and the dignity of work because it is innate. Like we do what we contribute matters. Yeah. And there is a sense of pride and accomplishment when we when we finish something. It's natural to want to be recognized for that. And as you prepare them for the workplace, they need to know that they're allowed to be respected and be compensated fairly and not yes. be taken advantage of. You know, that there is that line between, okay, I offer what I offer as a gift. Sure. But within the context of employment, that then there is this reciprocal yeah just fairness about how I am compensated for what I am doing yeah I think that could be a whole episode all on its own about like where do we draw that line between especially here with our parents because I'm sure we have some some parents out there now who probably give a lot of time and talent and treasure to the church to volunteer Um, and and like where do we draw the boundary and how we protect it yes wow and can you say no to the church is that okay you sure can. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> right? I just couldn't get through lab- a Labor Day weekend episode without mentioning the you know, bar- <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or the Catholic worker. Whatever. Um, well, I think that's our challenge yeah. for our families this week is, you know, spend some time in prayer about your own work and discern what God's asking. You know, what, what's his will in, our, in your labor? And take that prayer and take time to pray for the people who are looking for work, yeah. um, people who want to, dis- who have a desire to experience the dignity of work, uh, you know, and to be able to provide for themselves and for their families. I know unemployment has been a struggle for many yeah. in this season, um, really this whole year. Right. I think it's been a challenge for a lot of people. So take some time to discern what's God asking you in your own labor, but also to pray for those who, who are seeking an opportunity for employment as well. This is a great time to do that. Thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope your children do their chores without objection this week and that you find great joy and fulfillment in the work that you have. You can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always write to us at beyondsunday at aod.org. Does your bank make you feel like you belong there? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you are a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community, providing you with an opportunity to align your banking with your Catholic identity. You receive all the products and services you need to manage your money, and your membership helps support Catholic schools, parishes, and organizations. It's time to put your money where your faith is. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started today. Service, community, Catholic. Alliance Catholic Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA.